If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Star Wars 7x7 episode 2369. Well, 2020 is coming to a close, and I'm starting our recap and look ahead episodes, looking back at 2020 and looking ahead to 2021. And today we've got movies on the slate. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So 2020 started out with the rise of Skywalker in theaters. My gosh, it is just crazy to think about that that's how 2020 started. This year has been so long and so difficult and challenging on so many levels. Ugh, it seems like forever ago. But yes, January 1st of 2020 dawned and The Rise of Skywalker was still in theaters. It had only been in there for about a couple of weeks. And, you know, maybe, maybe it would have lasted into April in the box office had things not gone the way they went in the world. But Obviously, things did, and by February, it was already starting to slow down in terms of its overall box office performance. But even without that, there was a lot of talk among movie pundits about the notion of Star Wars having had two movies in a row that underperformed and talk about whether there needed to be a pause in the releasing of Star Wars movies if they had perhaps gone a little bit too fast, as Bob Iger sort of intimated. I'm paraphrasing in one of his interviews or investor calls that maybe they had put a little bit too much in the marketplace and it was time to scale back a bit. In the meantime, Disney had already released a very far-ranging theatrical calendar going out all the way to 2026, and the Star Wars movies featured prominently on there, December 2022, December 2024, and December 2026. And they were also trading off Decembers with the Avatar movies. So the Avatar sequels were scheduled for 21, 23, 25, and 27. And that becomes an important point because even as the year progressed and dates for movies started changing because of the shutdowns nationwide and worldwide even, there was still some question about Star Wars and whether it would actually happen in 2022, but that question was not around the idea of whether it would be able to open because of the pandemic or because the shutdowns might have delayed production schedules or anything. The talk about whether it would hit 2022 was still around the notion of, oh my gosh, what is happening with Star Wars movies? Oh my gosh, The Rise of Skywalker didn't do what they thought and people are still, you know, up in arms over previous movies and blah, blah, blah. In July, in July of 2020, I think that was kind of set to rest at some point because that was when 
Disney reset their calendar. And not only did they reset their calendar for Star Wars, they also reset it for Avatar as well. So, you know, if you had any question about, oh, gee, you know, this, you know, doesn't seem right for Star Wars. No, it was only about the pandemic and the effects on production schedules because Avatar moved as well. So Avatar went to 22, 24, 26, and 28. Star Wars moved to 23, 25, and 27. It was just exactly what you would have expected if everything was just fine behind the scenes. Meanwhile, there had been a rumor kicking around about Taika Waititi being tapped to direct a Star Wars film. That rumor broke early in the year and was confirmed later in the year with him and Christy Karen. Wilson co-writing the script for it, but no release date was attached to it, so we were left to wonder, would this be for the 2023, or the 25, or the 27? What the heck is going on? Well, the big news dropped, of course, on the Disney Investor Day on December 10th, when Kathleen Kennedy announced that the 2023 date would be taken by Patty Jenkins and her movie Rogue Squadron. And in looking back on this, I didn't see any rumors from industry publications talking about Patty Jenkins being involved in a Star Wars movie. I saw lots of fan lobbying for that, but nothing from a rumor standpoint. So it's rather impressive that they managed to keep the rumor mill quiet about that for as long as they did. And of course, they are not just like, oh, we just signed her and that's that. Apparently they are somewhat far along in the treatment development process. So a treatment being a step that happens prior to the full writing of the script, although it seems like a lot of that work has been done. And according to Patty Jenkins, there is a co-writer and it is a male and she doesn't want to name that person because that person should have his own moment for when he's officially announced and she's not going to be the one to deliver it unless, you know, that's arranged with Lucasfilm publicity <laughs> and so forth. But for what it's worth, there are only uh, two particular co-writers or writers that have worked on movies with her recently that stand out as possibilities. One of them is a guy named Alan Weinberg, and he worked on the script for Wonder Woman. Did I just say Weinberg? I meant Heinberg. Alan Heinberg, excuse me. And he was the screenwriter and co-story person for the first Wonder Woman movie. And then there's a guy named David Callahan who is credited with the co-writing of the script for the second Wonder Woman movie, Wonder Woman 1984, that just came out. And Yes, Wonder Woman is DC, which is Warner Brothers, which is not Disney, but Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is a Disney thing. It's a Marvel Disney Plus situation, and he is credited as a writer on that. And even though this is not exactly Disney, but it's Marvel, it's Sony, it's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2, he is working on that as well. But just as a way of things laying out from a timing perspective, it's kind of interesting that... Yeah, it might work. He might have had time to work on a treatment with Patty Jenkins based on what looks to be in the calendar for the stuff that he's worked on over the last couple of years. But enough speculation about that for now. In 2021, we're going to find out who it is and we're going to see a screenplay being developed and more than likely it will be finished by that time and Lucasfilm will get aggressively into pre-production for the Rogue Squadron movie. I will go out on a limb though and just thinking about the calendar for The Force Awakens, I will suggest the possibility that 
maybe filming does not start in 2021, that it might start in early 2022. And even if they had a six month production schedule, then that would give them a year and a half to do post-production and have everything locked in time for a December 2023 release date. So they could honestly spend all of 2021 on script and pre-production and they would be in perfectly fine shape from a timing perspective. And when we think about things in terms of the industry's reopening and about keeping everybody safe with COVID-19 and about vaccine deliveries and production ramp-ups, it seems like that could potentially work for the scenario of Rogue Squadron being on track for a December 23 date as well. As far as Taika Waititi's movie, we don't know. They didn't announce a date for it at Disney's Investor Day, and we'll probably have to see what happens with Thor Love and Thunder and if he's able to get through that prior to getting his Star Wars movie in the works, but it does seem like 2025 could be a reasonable situation for him. So they would have to get into filming by the beginning of 2024 for that. I think he probably has the time, you know, based on what he has in front of him, at least as far as we know right now, to make that happen. And so that leaves the question of what 2027 might be, which I will tell you that why not, I mean, it could be a sequel to Rogue Squadron for all we know, but four years out seems a little much. I will say that I'll put my money on Ryan Johnson for now and say that there's an option for that trilogy to happen. And even in January and February of 2020, during award season, when Ryan Johnson was being interviewed all about Knives Out, of course, everybody was asking him Star Wars questions because that's what happens when you're involved with Star Wars. And he reiterated that he is still having conversations with Lucasfilm, but it's just not on their slate yet. So... Yeah, it hasn't been canceled, at least not officially, as some outlets have alleged or reported. And as Ryan has said, if you don't see it reported on StarWars.com, then it just ain't true. Again, I'm paraphrasing for him. But the last that he said about it was during award season where he said that he is still in talks with it about Lucasfilm, which I would say is a hopeful thing. All right, that's going to do it for the look back at 2020 and the look ahead to 2021 for Star Wars on the filmmaking slate. And that's going to do it for this episode of the show as well. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.